Peace, beloved. You are now tuned in to the Casual Convo Podcast with Chelsea Carpe and Brian Patterson Jr. I am Brian Patterson Jr. I am Chelsea. Today on the podcast, we have Charlotte artist KQ, who just recently dropped an album. Uh, you want to talk about it for a little bit, yeah, sir? Yeah, yeah, yeah. KQ, dog. Yes, I just dropped a project called Movies uh, on all platforms. Please check it out. It is an 18-track process. I mean, 18-track project, excuse me, but it is a movie. It is something you'll enjoy. You'll press play, and I promise you won't skip it. We are also joined by a friend of the show. State your name. Uh, my name is Prax. Prax eighty um, is my whole name. So I'm a, I'm a supportive friend, you know, things like that. Um, so here to say my what I got on my mind. <laughs> Today on the show, we talk about everything from OT Genesis to going back to Africa and everything in between. Without further ado, I present to you the latest episode of the Casual Convo Podcast. Enjoy. <laughs> When Nothing Was The Same came out, it changed what rappers were capable of doing. Rappers were, from then on, inspired to make more melodic-driven music than what that control verse has, which is no melody, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, as soon as you bring more melody to the situation, bring more collaborations, bring more, you know, I think I think just as much as we champion Kendrick for being uh, a preserver of hip-hop, I think uh, we have to champion Drake as being a catalyst for a lot of things. And I think that Drake has brought more musicality to rap as far as the process goes. Would you say that because he's not American? No, I just say because what do you do? Well, no. Well, the reason why I say that is because, like, did you watch the Rap Radar uh, in two-hour interview? Of course, like you did. Five times. Okay, of course. <laughs> All right. So, so something oh, we that, didn't post that episode yet. My so, fault. so, yeah. so something I, I really noticed, I took away from that was he was talking about justification of not being a black man making music and things of that nature, and I thought it was very interesting because it's not necessarily you're black; it's you're Canadian, and because you're not necessarily, we don't look at you as a black man. You don't know. A, what a black man in America is and what that history looks like. Like, it's true history. So him as a Canadian, of course, having family here, visiting here, you know, having relationship ties, but he is a child star. Uh, you are a celebrity of some sense. You have a following before you got to where you got. So when he tries to talk about a struggle, and we all have struggles, don't get it twisted, but I just feel like once he tried to, when he verbalized it, because we can all have it ourselves, but once you verbalize it and say, hey, I, I felt this way, it leads to the question is like, okay, are you trying to identify with a black man of America, or are you just trying to be a black man because you got melanin on your skin and you make good music? Because if we say, oh, you're the best artist who ever did what he did, that's fine, R regardless if you're black or white. But if you want that justification of being a black man who did this, then I, then me personally, I'm going to have to, all right, but what? It, how deep do you understand what a black man in America is? Because you are rapping. You are, this is our culture, and you are Canadian. And granted, take care, like you said in this thing. He created that Canadian sound, which it was different, dark, gritty, and we loved it. But you are Canadian, and that it was that tone to you. So... That's the, that raises the question. That raises a huge question for me. Did I not say that exact same thing when Jasmine was here? We was talking about it. So <laughs> I, basically what I say is that people don't champion Drake because they view him as the furthest candidate 
of what a stereotypical rapper is. <laughs> and it, I, I wouldn't expect any hip-hop head or... Um, he Because he doesn't... He's not what we've already been presented with. We don't champion him in the same way, because let's be honest. We champion Nipsey because we've seen that before, mm-hmm. right? The gang-banging rapper from L.A. and da 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 so on and so forth. But he just offered a certain positive that we haven't seen before. So he checks off every one of the stereotypes. Mm-hmm. He just uh, has brought a certain influence to not be limited to those stereotypes. And because of that, we uh, he put medicine in the candy, so to speak, mm-hmm. and was marketable in that way. Uh, if you want to be technical, Drake's medicine was his identity. And his candy is the music. So we'll always like be psychologically confused. Well, a lot of people will be always uh, psychologically confused whenever he puts out something for us to consume mm-hmm. because of that reason, because he is the furthest candidate. So I agree. Well... Hmm. Well, you say he agrees, so I ain't got nothing to say back. <laughs> it was like, well, nah, um, nah. I mean, that that basically is my only issue. My, not my, it's not even an issue. It's just my only point that I took away from that. Um, again, and to be fair, people, some people still have this like understanding, like why is Drake, why is Drake this great artist? Before he even got where he was, I'm like, because the greatest artist in the past decade signed him. Uh, I don't know who I was talking to. We were talking about like faces of the decades. So, like, if we would go as far as back, and this is objective, but uh, the face of the 80s was Run DMC, uh, N.W.A., you know what I'm saying? Like, in terms of the black and white, try to, like, music, hip-hop, 90s, you have Biggie and Tupac, right? Uh, when you got to the 2000s, this is completely subjective, but I, uh, we we came to uh, Eminem, Lil Wayne, and Kanye West. I think you missing... If I, yeah, there were, there were more than like a couple of heads when I said like, because at first I said Lil Wayne, nobody else. And they was like, no, you can't. No, you can't do that. No, you can't. Because Wayne is a part of so many different eras. You got to separate it. Well, it is, but it's Eminem as well, but, I guess. And then but, it, but when it comes to 2000s, but come to 2000s, again, like, and again, even in the 80s and the 90s, like Biggie and Tupac, of course, there were other rappers, my bad, obviously doing their thing. But when we look at that in a broad, just for, it's no, no one knows about rap. And we're like mm-hmm. trying to give you a quick synopsis of the decades. Those are the names we're going to go to. Mm-hmm. So continue my point. We go to 2000s. Again, this is subjective. Kanye, Eminem, Willow Wayne. And then you look at the next to 10s. Now we're in the 20s. Drake, Kendrick Cole. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about, at least when I talk about who was the greatest, I like oh, because someone was saying why Wayne, why Wayne, and I said because I said Wayne and only Wayne, and I said why only Wayne because Wayne signed the greatest rapper of the next decade, mm-hmm. two rappers of the next decade if you include Nicki Minaj in her own right when it comes to the women and for the two thousand tens. I'll put currency in that. There's, there's. I have a route. I have a, a mount. No, I was gonna say like they have a Mount Rushmore. There's a Mount Rushmore. I was gonna. Oh, Wiz. Nah, because it was a certain Wiz. Cash Money era that currency was a part of that Wiz wasn't around for. I like I I champion currency for like where the cash at, and I I champion Wiz for that Atlanta freestyle that he did when he was like the first rapper to, well, not the first rapper to, but. He, um, I don't know. He went viral for smoking weed on camera. I think that. Oh, yeah. I think that 
specific video was mm-hmm. a catalyst for a whole Everything. wave. And I think um, when Wayne was doing them tour bus videos, I think that set a spark because that was when he was on his like Carter run. Mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying. All of, I mean, not only that, just visually speaking, like Lil Wayne had the most music videos. If if I'm if I mean, quote me on that, stab me on that. But Lil Wayne had a lot of videos in in the 2000s. So like, you could literally go through all his music through music videos. Like they Wayne's World. You remember Fuse TV? Oh yeah. They had uh, they had yeah. a whole television. They had a marathon of just his music videos, and you just hits hits hits. That was 2000s. You can't tell. Like, I put him undisputedly as to 2000s. Because there wasn't, there's not a single hit that you can think of the 2000s right now that, that, that bangs without Lil Wayne in it. Make it rain. Forever. I think uh, I judge rap in three year er- eras. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I, when you say Tupac Biggie, I go 96 to 99. That's very true. Because that's like shiny suit era. And uh, 2000, 2003, that's like Missy Buster. Uh, Jake, what's what's the dude's name? Uh, that's like Club. No, 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 Jaquan. Everybody in the club getting tips. Oh, that's his <laughs> name? I didn't know. No, but that was like a pivotal song. Yeah, though. I mean, yeah. I get what you're saying. And of um, course, there are so many moments throughout the decade that have their own spotlight. But when we look at and we stretch that thing, like when we just mm-hmm. squish it and mm-hmm. we're looking at what it is, it's Biggie and Tupac, man. Biggie, or, or are we talking about 2000s? Wayne. Wayne is, he's covered all he over. He had too many errors. Like, uh, he that, got, my point. You got Bape Era Wayne. You got Rockstar Wayne. My point. You got uh, Mumble Rap Wayne. My, you got Lean Wayne. Yep. He went through his phases. And, yeah. he, and, he, yeah. and he ran it all. I feel like that's why he was just successful like because he just changes it up. It's, yeah, like true, like Drake, because he's had different phases and yeah, all they sound differently. No. I think it's the uh, era. Oh God! <laughs> I mean, I think I think he just don't have nothing else to do at this point. That's how I feel too. He's experimenting. Like He's I feel like, like I mean, all of my this. greatest rappers. I don't. I mean, I'll be fine if I don't hear any more music from them because they put out. I mean, because I I don't want to. I don't want none of my favorite rappers to take the Jay Z route. Like don't don't like do what you do and then oh I'm gonna come with the album. Like oh, just you know like nah, because. I, I, it, I, I'm not a Jay-Z fan, and I know some people are are definitely going to disagree with me, because I'm. Mm -hmm. but a lot of his albums, I'm not, you know, saying that. Go ahead, talk your shit. But I'm saying, like, when you reach a certain point, like, Mm -hmm. especially, I would say, because I'm not a big uh, Jay-Z fan, American Mm -hmm. Gangster. Mm -hmm. American Gangster was the album where people were saying, even though he was definitely deep down in his bag, Oh, this is the album. This this album with the with the movie. You know what I'm saying? With Denzel, it was just a pivotal moment, and there was a there was no way he can get past this. But obviously, Jay Z, Jay Z, four four four, the the Carter three, did the Carter three come out? I mean, not the Carter three, the Blueprint three came out after the American Gangster. So mm-hmm. he obviously kept eclipsing what he kept doing. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't know. Like I just feel like for some some of my favorite rappers, I I feel like we kind of we got it, we got it. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe that's just me. Because there's not a lot of rappers who can really last that long musically and still do what they do. Like even Fifty Cent had to drop it for a minute. Like he tried to do it, but the albums, the music just wasn't. The last one that I think was him and Chris Brown. That that uh, bitch, I'm the man. Like that that shit was hard. But we know when it comes to Fifty making them albums, he's done. He's done. 
stick to the shows, the vitamin water, the business, the business endorsement water. deals. I you know what I'm saying? Again. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, um, but yeah, I just feel like like Drake. I know Drake's dropping. I know uh, Cole's dropping. I know Kendrick's gonna drop. I'm excited to hear the music, but it's just we. You're established. You're stamped. You know, and that happens for all rappers. Like when we were in the 2000s, and we, you know, Ludacris was still doing what he was doing. At like, there's a point you just, you know. But who am I to tell them? Nigga, I can go for till I'm 50 years old, you know? You're going to so. be like Snoop Dogg right here. They might be like Snoop Dogg. But will we really want them to be like Snoop Dogg? Like, do we want them to age like that and keep trying to be that relevant person in music? Like, live off the... Snoop Dogg, okay, he just like, I'll do whatever I live want. Live off the hits, smoke, bro. you know? And that's where he gets these ideas, probably. <laughs> I don't know, man. Snoop Dogg is big. I like him. He's em. just fine with Martha Stewart. Yeah, that's where you need to be. Oh God! Okay. So I'm gonna make my point, and we gotta change this to like a broader conversation. So I hear what you're saying. Um, what I feel is though I, I perceive music differently. Mm. Okay. Um, so I appreciate Jay Z for him being able to be authentically himself in a certain space, in a certain time. Because for the fact of a person occupying the space that he does to different generations, same with Wayne, same with all these other people, it proves to be that you are universal, which is essentially what artists set out to be, you know, because they have a message that they want to communicate and they want as many people to hear it as possible. So Snoop became universal off of Gin and Juice, which young teenage kids could identify with because they like getting fucked up. Jay-Z spoke to drug dealers and people that wanted to be drug dealers, but graduated that and led a whole culture Uh of rap behind that and uh, inspired people, inspired artists to get their business together. You know what I'm saying? So the music, I think that he all he did was document his story. So the American Gangsters and the Blueprint Threes, I think he just made, I think rappers make the same song, they just do it in different times. And the more times that you can do that speaks to how dope you are. Mm-hmm. Because essentially what you are doing is repurposing the same product and selling it. But if you are yourself, it's still pure because you add on different uh, lessons that you learned over the years, so on and so forth. So I say I respect the Jay-Z, I respect the Snoop Dogg, I even respect the 50 um, because he found his lane and that lane is no longer rap, Mm -hmm. you know? But essentially, he is communicating his truth by whatever product that he's pushing at the time, which mm-hmm. is a power. And then the power's about to end, and they got all power books that's about to mm-hmm. pop off, and mm-hmm. Method Man, and Mary J. Blige, and the new joint, and all that stuff. Yeah, I saw that. So I respect that part of it, because, and then at the same time, you, as a rapper, you are fighting against a system that doesn't want you to age. Mm-hmm. So you're fighting time, you're fighting a system, you're fighting a business model that does not support you. <clears throat> so I always supported Jay-Z I always supported Snoop Dogg I always support anybody trying to get their story off Of who they are um, And To switch it I would say You do the same thing that they do hmm. By telling your story 
in times where people do not give a fuck about your story. Because with the movies, with with uh, 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 Silence the Moment, it's very energetic storytelling, and you were very vulnerable on that album. Very true. So I feel as though the more people have the opportunity to do that, the, the, the better opportunities we all at large have to communicate our stories. I mean, essentially, that's why we got this podcast. We talk shit, but it's essentially to tell our story. True. So... Brian's so all-encompassing. <clears throat> I mean... You just but, like he just likes everyone. Nah, nah. See, see, if you do that, it takes the compliment away. You just see, just throwing out, I, I like your music to everybody. Nah, well, who do I hate? Well, who do yeah, I hate? Yeah, yeah, because, <laughs> nah, because I, I gotta balance this out. Like, who do I not fuck with? You respect people telling their story. That's what every single musician does when they when they drop something. Well, I don't like Young Gravy. She's saying, like, is it fire or is it not? Nah, I'm, I'm like, quick. To, yeah. I'm, yeah. Nah, I'm, I'm quick. I like Snoop Dogg. I was like, bro, I was, yeah. Who cares? That's what you're, of course, you're telling your story. You're making music. Mm-hmm. No. What is it? Pop. It has to be more than just telling your story. No, because there's a whole bunch of people. I'm not listening no, to the NBA No, I guess you can say, like, somebody well, saying, Mary had a little lamb. I don't like be out music. here, like, that's some fire, man. I'm I not respect listening, that hustle. <laughs> I'm not listening to Stunner for Vegas. I mean, I think it's the, yeah, it's the story that you're telling. Like, we've been hearing the same story from them, for, like, not from that person, but from that story from every other rapper who's got Instagram. Like, it's... And it's and nowadays we know it's not even true. So like, why? What are we listening to? I think with me, I got fed up with that real quick. Like, now of course, there's the ones who really are the trappers who really do that stuff, who really got the hold on the streets. And when they say it, you most likely believe it. Like your Gucci, you know what I'm saying? Like you got the real ones who gonna say something and they feel it. But nowadays we want, we don't want to hear that. We we've, we've already heard that. We have our rappers who do that. And I think now we just need substance and authenticity. You know, like that needs to be back into the pot. Because if you listen to rap. Hip hop across the world, like su- like South American, South I'm sorry, South African uh, rappers, um, like that sound. There was a uh, I forgot what what group they were, but they sound like they sound like how we sound in the early 2000s. Very melodic instruments, you know, melodies, musical. So like it, so someone will say, "Oh, Drake did it," but no, like it really does. It takes me back to like Akon, you know. It takes me back to like where there was really was like. There really was like so, and even a comic coming back with his new albums. He yeah, heard his, uh, got a whole city. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, hold up. So <laughs> like, I, even the city, but um, and I listened to his new album, the uh, uh, Aconda, Aconda. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even know he. Probably. Yeah, it's he. It's pretty, he has, pretty like, cool. I like the vibe. Yeah, of it. it's, it's really, really nice. Okay. And but he's but even the whole advocate of him trying to to tell um, at us to come back home. He's like, yo, I need to come back to Africa. I need to know y'all people. You need to, you know, it's like, why are you? What interview? My mom, uh, Karen Hunter. Like, uh, my mom watches, uh, listens to Karen Hunter, and Akon was a guest. And he was talking about his cryptocurrency. He's talking about, uh, you know, Africa is thriving. Africa is really, like, looking good. And the propaganda that the U.S. is giving y'all is bullshit. Like, damn. Like, he's do- he has his own city. You know? Like, I feel like he's like, yo, like, you, you, if you're an artist... You need to come to Africa and make your music. Like, yo, I'm gonna live in the come city to Africa, make your music. Owns. You can own everything. Like, it's it's your people. It's your people. Like, take take your business to Africa. And a lot of people are doing it. Ludacris just did it. Ludacris just got his dual citizenship. Uh, like, it's about to be a move. It's about to be a wave. And especially with the world working right now, oh lord, it's about to be crazy. It's about to be crazy. I might shoot. My, my, my mom has been talking about going to Africa the last as long as I've been born. So we we. Now that it's happening like across a global scale, is Africa is really about to be popping, popping, popping like it was 400 plus years ago. 
Yeah. I'll say, I'll, I will say to your point, Chelsea, um, it's not that people tell their stories. It's just people tell their stories in such a way that they leave room for me to identify with it. Because if you think about it on paper, I'm not supposed to like Nipsey's music. Like, I don't come from that same place. That's I true. don't come from... So, but for the fact that you paint yourself in such a plain, humanistic way that I find... Because that's what people like movies for, because they see themselves in it and they can identify so on and so forth and the emotional attachments and the emotional cords and all that. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with Roddy Rich. We don't have the same come-up story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I appreciate the people who come from different places than I do that can pull me in. That's why Illmatic is so dope, because the people that champion that are not, the majority of people that champion that album are not from Queensbridge, but mm. you felt Queensbridge when you put that album on. True. So that's what I'm communicating. So, but either way. Um, See, and I feel like that's that's and vice versa. Yeah, and vice versa. <clears throat> but, but I mean, I feel like a, a a black person in America who doesn't like Africans is not going to take that invitation and move to Africa. But see, again, I think that's what something that Akon was saying. Like that's that's not necessarily our fault. I'm not as African Americans because of how we were brought up in the world. Like again, like I'm not trying to say this is an Akon segment, but like he talked about when he was growing up in America, how <laughs> we treat each other. And how, like, he was like, y'all do this, y'all, y'all kill each other, and y'all cousins, y'all on the same block for a different color, you know what I'm saying? And it really messed him up, like, mentally on how we treat each other as family. So, like, hearing him say that, like, that doesn't sound like nothing to me, you know, but I'm not from that, but that, just that, that issue doesn't, that, that, that's America, that's where we live. So like him saying like I don't I can't even imagine that made me look at it like damn what's wrong with us like <laughs> like oh that that was that's weird it was like that's very weird like I go back to Africa we we got the whole fam in the house man like we we don't we don't do that so I just feel like that's something that we have to be de- we have to deprogram ourselves and really like understand like I'm not saying everybody go back to Africa and I understand there are a lot of blacks who do not want to go back to Africa because whatever their reason is so I understand it but I for, for the ones who are woke or people who are aware of the um you know their ancestry they're not I've, yes white you have a passport you can do whatever you want this is the greatest time to be a black person in the world ever we have like the most power that we've ever had truly i say due to the fear tactics that have been used on black people to teach them to been to be taught about black people and who they are I think it is very common to find a black person to not like themselves. Therefore, they do not like people who originate where they come from. Does that make sense? Uh, it makes complete sense. That's why. Uh, well, uh, I mean, to, like to to both of y'all's to both of y'all's point. <laughs> oh man, what is that? We pod now. <laughs> I would say it's it's kind of the same. I think it's just the environment we're in. I mean, since I'm Hispanic, like if I go back to like Nicaragua it's like a whole different vibe a whole different feel but they look at us differently too so I mean it's not like I don't know it's not the same history it's not the same like thing obviously but I mean like I definitely feel that that's the thing like if like I think it I think it's a great idea I think it's really cool but I also think that we have to be realistic about what's actually happening like 
like be detailed about what's I, happening. I agree. Mm-hmm. There, it's going to be an influx of um, of another culture moving into another country that they don't know anything about. Continent. Well, I mean, I got you, but period. Yeah, got period. Period. Yeah. And um, they're <clears throat> like. You know how when people come here, Americans are always like, assimilate. You need to assimilate. Yeah. You gotta be like Americans. If you move to another country, you have to you 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 have to be open to assimilating to their Well, again, to, I feel like culture. this isn't forceful. I think that that's the biggest thing here. So the people who are going back to Africa to do this are willing. They understand that, therefore they're you know, they're they're conforming. Like, you know, not I don't that, think that's true though. I why not? I don't think everyone moving there is gonna be open and willing to assimilate. No, no, no. But what I'm saying well, what I'm not exact so stay like again there is a like not every African American is trying to go back to Africa don't want to go back here don't want nothing about Africa they're good where they're at so they're good but for the people who are gonna go get a passport we're gonna find out where they're from we're gonna understand their culture they're they've already taken the steps to know like this is what I'm getting myself into I I don't like this culture that I'm in like I don't like this I don't like what we're doing so I'm doing this so I can it's willing that's it again it's a willing thing so it's not like they're just saying ah I have to get used to this no like I asked for this this is what I want this we pay and not to mention how much money you got to pay to even do that I mean, to even make, I mean, if you have a family, you know, let alone if you're doing it by yourself, you know what I'm saying? Like, so there's bread. So you obviously know that you're about to have a whole new life. No, yeah, yeah. But there's people that are going to want to move there mm-hmm. who are not going to want to assimilate. I don't, not, I don't believe that. Not, I, don't, I don't think they're going to move there. Um, I think there are a percentage of people that want to move to Africa just to just to be in Africa, just just to be in that continent, well, just to be on that land for fun, just to hold their phone up and be like, "Yo, it's lit." Exactly. But, yeah. just to be there. but I just don't like there are people that come to our country that don't want to assimilate, but they want to be in America. Who? Because of the perks. But 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 again, I don't I don't see that. Like every person who's come from another country has become has essentially come like has been Americanized in a way like in some way shape or form or fashion so if you come from another country because any country you come from and you come to America you're automatically get freer or have much more rights or able to do what you want to do so if you come if you're from China and you come to America compared to what you have to deal with on a day-to-day basis you have a lot of freedom to do what you want to do so I feel like it's easier for them to conform because they have to hold on to their culture they have to you know what I'm saying like make sure their morals are staying together because if you let loose, then you'll lose yourself. Where if you go to Africa, like they're not going to force you to do it, but like you're naturally going to be around a different set of things. So you're either going to stay close, conform. Like you know, there's a lot of shelter shelter people that we know. I and believe it's different too, because here at least it's like a bunch of different cultures. Like when you go to like somewhere that's concentrated on one type of culture, one type of like race that usually lives there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you go to Puerto Rico or Brazil or something like that, it's usually that one culture and like type of people. Like when you come here, it's just different because obviously white, black, it's Asian, mm-hmm. it's so many different things and that we don't have a culture. Like what is Americans culture? Like, mm-hmm. what is that? Like, I mean, you can say we got, we got like our holidays or something exactly. like that. But other than that, what do we have? We celebrate like freaking St. Patrick's every, Day. Every or what are we doing? Like, we yeah, Cinco de Mayo. All right, I'm going to go get some drinks, some mm-hmm. cervezas or like something. specific religions that are concentrated in Africa that are yeah. predominantly Muslim. Mm-hmm. Some are predominantly Christian. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I just feel like there's so much, um, there's so much community in African, um, like, cities. Mm-hmm. And predominant, like, 
it's just weird. It's just it's just different. Like yeah. it's just due to two different cultures trying to come together. And I think it's I think it's a really cool idea. But like I need to see I need to like actually see what that's going to look like instead of it just being a really cool idea for like black people to go back and like see where they come from because. But again, I think it's deeper than that because I I think that again like I know I'm going back, but like the people that are going back and taking the steps to do that have plans to do something when they go back. They're not just going on the ground. Like I, I, I that's that's a nice cute point, but I don't think like people are really dropping thousands like you're not getting a passport to go to Africa a specific country you did research to find and culture to find just to be there for a couple of days and wing it out like especially especially if you have a family especially if you have a family so like you have to have to have to understand that first I don't of all everyone takes it that serious though what another country like I feel like every person who comes from another country who comes here has a plan. They don't even just sit here and do nothing. Like they all have a plan when they come here. And whether it's education, whether it's business, whether it's something, all families, especially if you're like a, a first generation coming back, like you're not just coming to America to just sit here and be whatever. Like there's a reason, whether it's oppression, whether it's it's something, it's free. The answer to every person who comes from another country here is freedom of something. And they have plans to do it and opportunities in America has that opportunity factor for whoever it is to do that. So it's different because why are people going to Africa? Again, so what I'm saying is I feel like that because those people who are going back to Africa probably Because they were invited. That's why they're going. If they weren't invited, they would not go. That's like that's you can be invited to a party. I don't wanna go. (laughs) Okay. If I can just make this point. I don't majority personally. I feel that majority of people will never go back to Africa because they haven't been for the first time. So I feel as though in until the black American experience has truly been told and documented and there's been truth and reconciliation, I feel as though black people will be fucked up wherever they go. It don't matter if it's Ghana, it don't matter if it's Johannesburg, it don't matter if it's fucking Amsterdam because, oh, okay. I'll, I'll put it to you like this: If I'm a man, right, mm-hmm. and I'm 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 toxic, right, because all this shit, all this trauma happened to me, mm-hmm. and I meet a girl, she's ready to love me, she's ready to like talk to me, da 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 da. I'm gonna fuck up that situation because I don't know what good shit feels like. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm gonna bring that to her. It's the same way I feel as though Black Americans will bring that shit to Ghana. Yes. What, what, yeah. what are we, but like what type of, like, okay, but we have a face with that. We have a, we have a pigment for that. If that's what you, not, what, do you mean? what I'm saying is where as black people, we are trauma and that toxicity that you're talking about comes from a race of a certain type of people that we live amongst. So white people. <laughs> but, but here's, but I, I understand. But what I'm saying is there are people who the trauma, whatever it is, those people aren't thinking about Africa. So those pe- like those people who will bring problems to Africa aren't going to Africa because they're not going. The people who want to go to Africa are the ones who wants to bring prosperity. Pros- you don't those think so? Those are the only people that are moving. Just like there are bad people that come into every single country. Good people don't just migrate just because they have good intentions. Bad people migrate all the fucking time. Why are bad people going to Africa? I don't I know think, intentions. Why I, are there homegrown terrorists? Why do why do people from different countries fly I think, other places? I feel like things? I feel like it's bad people in Ghana. I feel like it's bad people in America. I, like that that that's 
Right, but what and what I'm saying is I just don't see someone who I mean again, this is just like people there's bad people ever right, but there's just an understanding of where it comes from. Whether it's the history of why are black people, why are black men so broken in, whatever, or because of now fathers, mothers, single mothers, you know what I'm saying? There's a reason, there's an experience but of that, right? That set of personal experiences. Right. I mean, but I'm just talking about in a general aspect. Like, okay. you know, a lot of black men have that, you know, people, uh, people, black people, pe- sorry, black people have that scenario. So what I'm saying is when it comes to trying to find something new, trying to get away from that, mm-hmm. you know, the point of doing that is not try to bring it with you. So again, of course, we can acknowledge the people who don't have the best intentions of going to Africa for whatever. But I'm saying the people who are per, like trying to make it a mission to bring people to Africa to understand the history, those people want that. They want to learn. They want to get away from the history that we know, which right. which is bullshit anyway. To okay. know what we really come from, and people are going to do the research. Like again, like, and I don't think these are little twenty-year-olds, you know, teens, kids doing these. Are older. This is an older generation. This is an older thing. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't cut them. Sli- like, I mean, I, yeah. Like the reason why I'm saying that is because I just know that, like, my mom, right? She has. Yeah. She represents a higher educational community. So okay. there's different type of conversations that happen on her Twitter feed, you know what I'm saying, about um, African relations, international relations, the African community, things of that nature, where we're trying to take black, black, blackness in future. And okay. we're trying to get out of America, really try to understand not only we're kings and queens out of the trauma that we've been through, but we also have the opportunity and invitation mm-hmm. from Africans who really want to help us and learn where we come from. And those that, that frequency is only going to come from a those people who have that same frequency. Yeah. People who don't care about that, don't want to know about that, it, it, they don't even know it exists. Just like uh, the whole clarinet organization. Yeah. If you don't know, you don't know. If you don't take the time to think about it or know about it, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't think that that even existed. And internet, like, I thought that was really interesting. No, but, interesting. But, like, but what I'm saying is like that type of information, I wouldn't yeah. know about that unless my mom was such an Why? advocate at that. You know, So she's in her 40s. You know what I'm okay. saying? So that's just a different type of community that's looking for that type of uh, mission. Yeah, it depends if you're looking for, like, your culture or history, I think. It's not for everyone. Like, people would say, like, our culture and our mm-hmm. culture and history, like, what we know just from here is, like, it. Like, this is what we are. Mm-hmm. It just depends if you believe that you're, I don't know. Some people would think that they're different, completely different from yeah. Africans. And obviously, because we grew up in this culture, this is all we know. You know what I mean? No, so, yeah, like, are yeah. Mm-hmm. So of that's course. why they're like, oh, yeah, do I want to go beyond that? Maybe explore, like, my history and my roots. And I think people do that. I mean, even, like, like not saying, like, it's the same situation, but, like, adopted children sometimes are like, oh, where would I come from? You know what I mean? You're curious. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's curiosity. I just yeah. feel like you would want to know sometimes. Some people do want to know. Some people just are fine with, you know, where they're at and the culture they live in. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think it's interesting. There is a group of people for that, but obviously, like, I don't know, here, like, my family is from there, so they came here, so I know my culture, and right. I still kind of, like, try to push it here, mm-hmm. but it's still, like, it's still, I mean, it's you different. Represent, it's, yeah. It, yeah, it's different, though, because, I mean, I know, but, I mean, because I'm only, like, first generation here, so yeah. it's, it's different for me. So I can see where curiosity would kind of hit somebody and be like, all right, so I'm going to... I'm gonna go see what Africa's like. What if I were like live like living there and things like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, I think that we've the tie between African Americans and Africans have been so severed, mm-hmm. and it's been so um, characterized. Like mm-hmm. 
because of that, you would think, you would think, no, 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 I'm saying that there's definitely been a push yeah. for black people to disassociate themselves with Africans. But I mean, yeah. but that that's always been, okay, I guess, I guess I'm coming from a different atmosphere because again, I went to A&T. No, you are. I'm okay. telling you. you all are. right. Cause I'm coming from, cause yeah. I'm like, I'm like, what are you talking about, nah, man? Some people I'm, think that way though. But Some people went, think that way. And yeah. either people want to keep their culture because their parents kept it, their parents kept yeah, it. Yeah. Their yeah. I get that part. I get that part. There's black people like that. I get that part. I'm going to assimilate and do whatever. And what, exactly. So what I'm saying to you is because all that I'm saying is you've been educated about right. where you come from, right? Right. I'm saying that there's a whole lot of people who haven't. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. That's what I'm, that's the same. That's what I'm talking about. The yeah, same. Yeah, be the normal like here. Like I'm. Oh, I'm American. Like okay, but you are. But you're also identify as what. And and at the same time, you say you from Africa. It's a whole bunch of black dudes talking about fuck Africa, West Side. Like right. yeah. you True know, shit. You True about? shit. Yeah. So so I think. <clears throat> the education on oneself needs to be pushed before we start this whole African Like everyone get on the bus, we're going to Africa. It's just like, yo, you need to know this is why you act the way you do because essentially subconsciously it it stems from this Mm -hmm. centuries ago. Mm -hmm. And this has been the tradition that has been passed down even subconsciously. Mm -hmm. So... I, I kind of I, I need I need for there to be truth and reconciliation before it uh, it's this whole Marcus Garvey mission, um, and I fuck with Marcus Garvey, and even still I fuck with um, W. B. Du Bois. I feel mm-hmm. like there needs to be like a talented tenth of people who actually know where they come from to start that trend of okay we're cool we've had our truth and reconciliation we're educated about who we are mm-hmm. we will go and then y'all can document um, uh, y'all can see how it is f- through our eyes and then that'll be the education that you get I don't feel like niggas from Betty's Ford need to pack up and move <laughs> you know <laughs> across the water but see but I think but yes you're true that's very true but I think at the end of the day there are certain the people who want to stay here not necessarily they would know it or think about it I'm just thinking about it on the fly I think they have like a mission here like there's a lot of work from oh of course individually from a lot of, of families who have a lot of trauma who like currently however they are in their generation have a mission have some work to do to, to break that chain break that cycle before they Word. can even think about where they come from we need to Word. fix what we got you know let's fix the drug addiction let's fix the the abuse Word. you know what i'm saying let's fix that part and then let's let's get out the hood you know what i'm saying let's let's live in a greater place and we have a some better security and then we can go to like there's levels complete levels to this and like for certain people you know someone who's getting out of Beatty's Ford into, you know, Mint Hill Matthews, you know what I'm saying? That's a big... That's a stretch. That's, that's a back big, to Africa. Like, that's, that's like... That's a, you know what I'm saying? That's a big jump for somebody yeah. where... It's like, well, kind you know, of... Well, but Chelsea, you got to understand how like, limited... Okay. So question, Chelsea. Where did you go to elementary school? Uh, for fourth and fifth grade, I went to Matthews Elementary. I but feel I, like... I, but I was born, like... I lived off of Marlboro yeah. Road and Beatty's Ford Road. Okay. Like, I went to Beatty's yeah. Academic Center. Mm. You did? Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Um... My, I guess my point with that question was just like it's it's I understand like what you're talking about because I've kind of like moved from like one side to the other side, but like walking into like a bunch of white people. yeah like middle uh, school especially I went to Cresta I was like yo like I'm like one of the only like brown, yeah. brown kids mm-hmm. here what is this I'm uh, like this is so weird everyone dresses different oh you're not wearing rainbows and like air apostle shirts and I'm like over here with my thrifted stuff because yeah. that's all we go for at the time mm-hmm. and you're just like. 
hey, I ain't got my rainbows, then obviously <laughs> you assimilate and trying to be like that. Right. And you're like, I don't look like a white girl. I'm like, what is this? It's weird. Right. I feel like it's so different. It's so different. Like you act like that too. Yeah, Word. too. And that's Because that's, what, that's the standard. Yeah, that's, and that's it is. And it makes you Why? assimilate to like, mom, I'm, I want rainbows too. Go buy me some rainbows. Right, yeah, like now yeah. I'm like a little like, but then they're like, obviously we, you're, you don't look like the norm. So I'm like that one friend. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then to, to, to live on the plaza or go to school in Valentine. Valentine, no, I went to Northridge. But I started out, so, okay, uh, first it was Valentine. It was uh, James Robinson Middle School. And then it was James Martin beside Vance. Uh-huh. And then it was Northridge. So, like, the, 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 like the juxtaposition of that to where, y'all, it's so people different. pushing like creativity uh-huh. and mm-hmm. and express yourself and this is like the higher higher learning like bro we every like the education that them kids got in South Charlotte was not the same education I got in East Charlotte. No. Uh-huh. Like culture's different. All. Everything's different. And for me to come back to James Barden to have to tuck my shirt in every day when I got to school to prove I ain't have a weapon on me, mm. bro, it fucks with you, like bro. So. I feel like people aren't given the opportunity to grow past where they are. So when mm-hmm. we talk about the back to Africa shit, that's cool, but people need the education about where they are because, let's be honest, a whole lot of people's uh, teachings as a kid, yo, you ain't leaving the city, you ain't leaving the state, you damn sure ain't leaving the country, you better stay within the parameters of these little 30 minutes right here? I don't think it's like that no more now. It's like the world, like, I, I, it Due used to, to the be. internet. It, of course, like, it used to, like, all those things used to be so, like, used to be, like, truths to us when we were kids or we were younger, but, like, even, even the whole, like, work harder, work smarter situation, like, I was just talking about that earlier, like, working hard is not even, like, beneficial for you or it's not the smart it's not working smart is the way to go in 2020 working smart it's not about what you know it's who you know it's not it's not how hard you're working it's it's who it's who referred you to get in that position you know so I think at this point it's so much easier to get out so much easier to travel so much easier you don't have to leave your house to travel out nowadays but a lot of people are traveling via Instagram yes and not a lot of people are saving their money so they can get on the plane Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. And I agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But the same stigmas are still being passed down, just in a different subconscious way. So, yeah. I think I think it's just like another way to try to like two steps forward, five steps back type of situation. Like, like especially with the young trend of rappers, like these young kids who have enough money to change their whole family's lives of like, oh, we talking about trauma, you talking, I mean, trauma, money can't fix everything, but money can get you out of a lot of situations. You giving it to the power of a young teenager who doesn't even fully comprehend how deep your family go in terms of like, like, like for me, I didn't really understand like how deep real life was and what family really meant, like the ins and outs, the deep cuts of it. So I was like 20, 20, 21, you know what I'm saying? Where I was old enough so they could tell me certain things about certain situations so I could really understand who my family is and what we're about and which makes me think about things I want to do to help that. If I'm six or 17, I'm still thinking about, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you got that money and that power to do whatever, it's, it's, it's sickening. It's sickening. It's it's a trap. You know what I'm saying? Like it is the tra- damn. It's the trap. But what I'm saying damn, is, damn. what I'm saying is, you got that education. It's True. A lot of kids that didn't get that mm-hmm. edu- education. That's all I'm saying. I disagree. The only reason why I disagree is because 
Hold up, you gotta leave at nine and nine thirty. Okay. The only reason why I say I disagree is because being at an HBCU, and not everybody, you know, has is going to HBCU, but I just seen a lot of different people at this H, at HBCU. You know what I'm saying? And all different walks of life. Like, you know, whether they're across the street or they're from Baltimore, New York, you know, they all have different situations and um understands of what they have to do. Like some people, first generation college, some are fifth, you know, some, you know, it's just but it's all a melting pot of different circumstances uh, in the black community. And I know a lot of dudes who, you know, not necessarily went to the school, but like been there for a long time and who are old heads or uh, locals, we call them locals. You know what I'm saying? They they in the hood, they do their thing, they do their dirt, but they, you know what I'm saying? When If they know that you are an A&T student, they look out for you like, hey, oh man, where are you supposed to be? You ain't supposed to be around here, this, that, and the third. And I'm not saying like, I wish everyone would do that, but I know that I'm not going to just simply say a lot of people don't understand because, like, black excellence. Black excellence is something that was, I guess, trending, but it it really is something that's really happening. And I know because I was at HBCU, it was so glorified and granted and that my timeline is full of that. But I go to places like here, and it's a little different. But I I do see it. I do see it. But, but yeah, you... Name how many HBCUs there are versus PWIs. Okay, we're not... Not everyone's going to have that same experience. Of course, but... Which means majority of black people don't have that same experience. I'll tell you two other points. The dudes that respect you Mm -hmm. don't... Like, I'm not going to say they don't respect themselves, but, like, why didn't they... Why weren't they the same product that you were, you know? Mm -hmm. And at the same time... I feel like, oh my God, how can I say it? So, so, so I met your mother. She's a wonderful, smart. Like she knows who, she, like where she is. When? How? You brought me to the house. Oh. Hmm. Okay. So we were all chopping it up. She know she's very she's a very centered woman. Yeah. Like she knows mm-hmm. like where she is, who she like you know. All right. It's a lot of I'm I'm all that I'm saying is people that didn't get that upbringing uh-huh. of of being brought into a world by somebody who knew themselves, you know? Uh-huh. Even if it came after you, she arrived at that point. Uh-huh. It's a lot of people that don't arrive at that point and they leave the earth without arriving at that point. Uh-huh. That's all that I'm saying. Uh-huh. So, I'm saying your teaching is a very special one. Uh yeah, she. Bless. I think she's into her culture and like very, knowing yes. who you are, yes. and that's why you kind of know. My upbringing who is you very are. different. My upbringing yeah. is very so, unique too. Yes, yes, it is. But that that's just what I'm saying, right? Because people are, and that's <clears throat> and that's what the true. Because I had a conversation with somebody I worked with, and he was just like, he's a white dude, and he's like, "Yo, why don't black people get over slavery?" And I was like, "Yo, look, listen." So. When you get around your family, I'm sure that you either got a book or a photo album or somebody in your family that traced back exactly the specific point where your lineage derived from, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it be Scotland, like it don't matter. All that I'm saying is there are people that don't know where their lineage goes before the year 1940. That is my only point. And that is the difference between uh, a lot of different races, a lot of different people, a lot of different mm. teachings, a lot of different cultures. I see what you're saying. Black Americans do not know themselves, appreciate themselves, 
enough as everybody else because the information and the history of themselves has been severed, destroyed, and distorted. Mm. So because of that, we have we people need to be educated before then because it's a lot of stuff in these history books that's getting swept under the rug. And until and then the people that write them history books are, is the same fucking family for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. So. Until we do the due diligence of researching ourselves, until we do the research of celebrating ourselves, bro, I love, I love, I love a Yara Shahidi just as much as I love a OT Genesis. I love like both mm-hmm. sides of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So it's just, but you, but you gotta love the ugliness about it, mm-hmm. and you gotta love the the beautiful parts about it. But essentially, you have to brace it all because that's the only. Uh, way you grow from it and when you unpack that and when you understand what that is when you can put a name on that because I was telling somebody the other day I was like yo me and my grandfather probably had went through the same exact things but there wasn't a a word called anxiety that he could use you know what I'm saying Mm. so because we have different vocabularies and and opportunities to understand ourselves that much more there's a lot of work to be done and I think this generation now is a generation of firsts because I, I think that um, I think that you have a lot of freedoms that your parents and grandparents didn't have. Uh, uh, I would say socially. Yeah, I think socially is a big thing because mm-hmm. uh, especially like women, feminist things, different right. things out here. Right. Like you know, my dad is like very old school. Like they're from even like just one generation. He'd be like. You're supposed to be at home. What are you doing? Like, why are you? Where are you out? Why are you out this late? That's how I'm be answering my phone sometimes. I'm like, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's a very cultural difference here because like, I just that in general. He's like, well, your brother can go out and spend the night or whatever. But where am I going? I have to drop you off to do what you're doing because they're in my culture. They're protective, obviously, of their daughters. But it's here. It's so different. And he's just like, he. I don't think he understands that. And so sometimes there's the there, there's like. It's harder for me because then same to you, like talking to you guys, like your parents are probably like so cool, so chill, like, oh, yeah, we can go over here and like do this, drink at the house, things like that. Like, no, like not like <laughs> not my house. I don't know what you're talking about. Girl, who is this guy? Who is he? I'm like, what? where do you come from? Yeah. So it's just very, it's very different coming here. And I think that's why my cousins are like, oh, yeah, she's cool. She's American. She's like out here. Like, you know, because I was born here. I have different like opportunities. It's. Is different, but because of that, my dad has like a higher standard for me, and he's right. like, "Well, you know, it's different because you're culturally different than other people. Like you're Nicaraguan, like you need to remember that, like first and foremost. Like right. you know what I mean? Like right. he's like, y'all say you're American, but we're still in America. We're American too. We're Central American. So why are you guys like the only American? <laughs> right. Like you know what I mean? Still like things like that. Like he just sees things a lot differently than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's cool to have that, and then try to mix it here. Because, like, obviously, I don't think, especially if I'm, like, older, you know, usually the type of guy I'll date, like, will be, like, a different race. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like, there's, like, things that, like, you wouldn't understand. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, uh, even just, like, this, just different. Like, we're, we're all loud. We're all Hispanics. We're out here cackling. So my mom be calling me sometimes. They're like, is she yelling at you? And I'm like, nah, she's just loud. And they're like, <laughs> other like that. Like, we just out here because it's just... It's cool to see. So just coming from like that background as like first generation here, like do I really know what being American is? So like I guess it was more of me having to assimilate to mm-hmm. be like, yo, now I guess because 
my culture is completely different. Y'all don't do things like that here. So, like, let's change it up. You know, they don't do proms. They don't do football games over there. Like, we don't, it's not like that. It's not like that. So, like, in terms of, like, under just ethnicity, like, the the white population, it's just white people because interracial relationships are just going crazy right now in America. So, like, they're saying, projecting, I'm not the stat guy, but, like, next, what, five, ten years, it's going to look real slim. Oh, yeah, everybody about to be be beige. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's about to be, like, one shade of beige. Yeah. White people are losing it more than we are because well, yeah. the mixed people identify as black and not white. Yeah. And yeah. then other other cultures, honestly, other cultures are losing it more than us because any anybody that's mixed with black most likely identifies with black. So there's going to be more people that are going to be identifying as black, less people identifying as their other half. Yeah, but I guess whenever it gets down to the line to the next person, to the next person, oh, well, my mom was this, that, and my dad was this, that, and y'all have four different races, so you're going to be out here naming, like, oh, let me check off the list. I'm white, black, yeah, Asian, um, came European. That's what like, I'm saying. At the That's end of the day, it doesn't point. matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's just where you are. It's yeah. like where you're, uh, like, if I were to go pick up and go to Japan and have a kid there, is he Japanese? No. Like, but you're going to do what you're going to do, like, because you're living there. Like, you know what I mean? But it's just, like... Well, no, I at the end of the he day, Japanese. Well, I mean, yeah, well, he's like born, but so, at the same time, and then like they had kids, they moved somewhere else. Like, where are you actually, from? That's a good point. I just feel at the end of the day, we're gonna end up being so mixed. I do, like, it depends where you live. I do notice that. I do notice that. Like, when it's two other races, like if you're Nicaraguan or Japanese, oh, whatever, I'm Nicaraguan Japanese, or I'm Okinawan and I'm uh, Caribbean, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. when you're when you're something in black, you know what I'm saying? Nigga, 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 nigga. <laughs> like, you could be Okinawa, you know, whatever. But as soon as you're black, you know, it's just a whole different, like, you but just, you go there. That's the education part I'm talking about. So I just feel at the end of the day, it's like, but we're going to be so mixed and blended that maybe, like. But that'll prove that, that we'll, race don't matter. That race doesn't matter. Yeah. And then maybe people will get more educated about other people's cultures and things. And then, like, that guy asked, like, where do you over slavery? Like, but I mean, like, at the end of the day, I don't think everyone completely understands that. And there's going to be, like, maybe to the point where all those people are gone and things like that, we're all mixed. Then maybe, like, we'll get along more together and there'll be more understanding. I wonder how the, the, the older. Uh, white generation who are like in their 60s and 70s are like walking around looking at the world like what in the world is going on imagine like us having kids like hopefully or like them having kids them having kids like they're gonna be so like like, there are some liberal like Old, old people. Yeah, that are, that are very liberal. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm talking about like the the old ones that are like mad racist. Yeah, yes. like, I mean, so like because the one, they were again, like, they were they get brought out their up car like that. and they just but. look around. And they're just like. But that's the thing again Like you know Kes had a good upbringing I think it's just people With their upbringing Their upbringing Their upbringing Like people probably Telling them Like their family Like we have a long history Like we think We're like well, I don't know So it's just I think to each person Is their own And some people Obviously know What's like I would not say this right the, not right, but they have their own opinions and they'll form them. But uh-huh. sometimes that extent of passing that along or the group you hang with, they all think like that. Like, you know what I mean? That's going to affect you. But I mean, hopefully we don't, we have less and less racist people out in this world. Um, the more time goes by, because I mean, unless you're in a country of only one race, then I feel like shut it should. Yeah. Like, shut up. Like, <laughs> shut what up. are you talking about? Like. I I think the reason why I said what I said before about, yes, I have a very unique upbringing and a very different understanding. But because I was in that environment, it showed me that I am not the only one. And there there is a community. Now, majority, you're right. 
I just like to, I just want to acknowledge that small group of people who really have that self aware, that self excellence, that black excellence. Who I mean more advanced than me, you know? Who who know who who know like oh I know you don't even you ain't got to worry about it, you know what I'm saying? Like so I just know that there are those people who really, you know, who who understand who again because in order to know your African history, you have to know your American history as an African American, you know what I'm saying? So you have to go back before we got on that ship. You know what I'm saying? The people who actually tried to make the pushes before that. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to have the awareness and understanding of the black excellence as we were Americans. But when you go deeper than that, then you start getting into, you know, what's what's on what's on the other side of that con- on the um, continent. So um, I don't know. I just want to bring that back. You got to just shout, shout out. Shout out to the, to the people who understand. Shout out to black excellence. No, I got you. I mean, the, my point wasn't that your point was over my head. It was just more so that there is more than one education being pushed. Right. That that was it. I just, me. right, but uh, I just want to expound on that, just saying, I like, just, just, like, social media, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. even if it's in the form of a funny meme, you know what I'm saying? It's still mm-hmm. dropping jewels on things that a five-year-old can understand. So I think, like, the programming, the programming's different. If anything, um, people who wanted to, who want to spread the truth and who want to really like tell you what's really going on have a better mm-hmm. platform to do that. So I just feel like even if you weren't, if you would go to those things, like if you if you are curious and you are in the slums and you want to find a better way and you have a phone and you have an Instagram and you hashtag black excellence, black, you know what I'm saying? There's a whole, there's a whole data information to just uplift you. However, you know what I'm saying? What, YouTube University, that's what my mom says. Like, you know what I'm saying? You really could learn a whole bunch of things or just get inspired or, you know, spark an interest on YouTube if you really have that thing. And I feel like I'm not going to, I'm not going to just, just say just because you have a different type of upbringing and you have a different, like, you're, it's we're in 2020. You cannot have the same excuse of saying I'm in this situation to not be better. There's too many like like a Jay Z, like the people who are billionaires and business people that the 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 gangsters and drug dealers look up to, who are OGs for the little dudes. Which that's the time I do again. I feel like OGs are really lacking right now in the game that we live in. But um, but yeah, like I just feel like there's more awareness in the young black community, even if you are from the hood. Like you see your idols live in life, even if it's the glitzy lifestyle, because of people like Jay because of people like Jay Z, your favorite rappers look up to Jay Z. So you're gonna look at Jay Z and you're gonna know more things or figure out more things than just what you're exposed to. And you ain't gotta go to college for that now. That's it. I feel like we love Jay Z and we love Nipsey and we love all those other people because they were the exception. And we viewed them as the exception. Their whole careers. I think I, I want to flip that. I want to say Drake, Kendrick, and Cole their exception because they because they're the three that that's something that someone said. The reason why one of the reasons why we champion those three is because they're not gangsters. They're not. They're not. They don't talk about the things that everyone talks about, and they do it in such a beautiful way that we attract to it and relate to it because of how real and authentic they are. Yes, Kendrick talks about the drug deals and the and the gang bang in his music and. Cole talks about Vietnam, and you know Drake talks about things that happened in Toronto and things of that nature. But it's not about the violence; it's about that's just some, that's part of my story that makes me who I am. And it's not gang affiliated; it's not gang violence. It's love. It's hate. It's pain. It's things that a gangster gonna feel when you take that color off. You know what I'm saying? Like those are real emotions. So those three are the are the anomaly, and that's why those are the three that really make hip hop hip hop because they're not gangsters. 
the the hoodest dude. I don't care how if you know music, you gon' you're not gonna say Drake, Kendrick, and Cole ain't nice because they hit a spot where you, your gangster, has knows it hits. So I just feel like with that being said, and again for the 2020, that's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna be beautiful for the 2020 because I'm not saying that we champion those three people as the sound of 2010s. We don't care. Lil Uzi, Lil Trippy, you know what I'm saying? We, they got their moments. The, 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 the trap Atlanta definitely had their moment. Definitely had their moment. But they weren't the, the champion. Well, they were. They were a, a big piece of the champion voice. But those three individuals right there, that's the authenticity that the ones before them did bring. So the, that always wins. That always wins above everything else. You just named three people. That was the exception to my two. So what I'm saying is we love them as the exception. Uh-huh. Jay-Z, Nipsey, Cole, Kendrick, Drake. Okay. They're the exception. Five people. Uh, so what I'm saying is we praise them because their practices aren't normal. No, I, I disagree. I think Jay-Z's come up was very... Jay-Z's come up. The reason why the hood loves Jay-Z is because he did the hood and he got Drug out dealer of it, talk. And he came out as the businessman. And Nipsey was a gangbanger, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's what you're saying? I, 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 don't, I don't know if Nipsey was a gangbanger. I mean, he is okay. great crypto. But I'm just saying, like, those, I mean, we champion those two because of, they, the, the hood champions those two because they, got, they did what the hood does and they got out the other side and they're doing what they want to do. Okay. Right? And that, they give back. And they give back. And they give back to the communities. Right. Well, I feel like a lot of rappers give back to the communities. It's just not as glorified. I mean, even Jay-Z don't, you know, Jay-Z don't like talking about giving back and stuff. They, neither of them do. But all rappers give back to the community in their own way, shape, or form. Um, and I'm not talking about the little rapper. I'm talking about, like, real rappers who are established, who really do their thing and care for the community. So to your point, Jay-Z and Nipsey, those two were champion because of what they did for their community and the business and... Um, showing the hood that there's a different way and that is something that not saying hasn't been done before but those rappers who do that don't live long enough to see the fruit of their labor you know I think you proved my point what you mean okay Nipsey is quote unquote gangbanger right. Jay Z is a quote unquote drug dealer okay Drake is a quote unquote nerd okay Kendrick is a kid from Compton. I think we love those people because no matter the stereotype that they fit, they did something extraordinary with it or from it. I think just being differently and not like... Oh, I mean, I think it's just coming into that. They all have different upbringings and that's why they're interesting and they have their different flows and their feelings and whatnot. So I just feel like with that, I mean, I get what you're saying. Like they've they've all kind of not like all come from the hood but like you know what I mean like that's something you respect it goes hard but then you can come up out of nowhere and be like well here's another way Right. we can we as black people you can come up and let's add Kanye to that ed- list then like educated okay. and yes. like that okay 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 oh, alright right. we on the same page so alright cool all that I'm saying cool, cool, cool. is those people had had a very specific story and they rose from it in an extraordinary way mm-hmm. my my the continuation of my point is that because of the civilian celebrity relationship, 
the masses of people said, hey, you're extraordinary. Mm-hmm. But they did very human things. So we all should be extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Until I see people, yo, I'm extraordinary too. Let me do this my own way. Let me do that my I feel like we'll always be off mm-hmm. because we celebrate humans when everybody is has the same capabilities mm-hmm. or similar capabilities to be equally extraordinary. That's that's my point. Yeah, but I guess what makes or break a person in that extraordinary way, again, like it could be like who you know, but some people like do like work hard and it is a tough industry and that's about being a smart business person as well. So, I mean, I guess that's also what other people won't do. People won't quit their jobs to sit there and be like, um... I'm going to go do my passion or whatever. And people aren't going to like stop what they're doing, like, you know, unless they're actually passionate about it. So I think it just weeds itself to people who are actually passionate to put the hard work and like dedication to put out product, put out things. Because how are people going to know about your extraordinary talent if there's like a lot of us and then like, I don't know, where you have to be like pushing your stuff somehow or getting it out to people. So, I mean, it's it's hard. It's tough because obviously it can be just about who you know. And it could be the right place, right time. Right. But, I mean, that's, I guess, that's what separates them from us. And I think that's why they glorify them. Because, like, they're like, you got the courage to actually do something you want to be passionate about and not scared to do it. You know what right. I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I guess you guys doing this podcast, like, all of a sudden it blows up. But why? Because you put the time, the energy, the content. Like, why are we here? Why are we sitting here? You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, because right. some people will do that out of their like bedroom or some people will be right. like, I'm too scared to talk what I want to talk. Yeah. And then I think that's why people look up to them. But whatever, I guess, makes you extraordinary. Like, I wish it wasn't just like that. Like, you have to be out here. But like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, I wish you could just express it all on the same platform. But I mean, it's just you're going to have those people that are already popular and then push it. And then people are self-conscious and they won't do it. So it's just, you know, it's different. Yeah, and people, we live in a system or a society where people make money off of uh, pushing the belief that you aren't extraordinary. You have to be uh, the exception to be extraordinary. And because of that, that's why I don't believe people should go back to Africa. You should figure out why you're extraordinary before you go. Yes, I agree with that. So, because I feel like if you yeah. don't, if you don't realize that for yourself, yeah, then it's the no. same way that that man feel like he ain't shit, mm-hmm. he gonna bring some ain't shit shit to, to the a relationship. Yeah, not really. In the same way, right. a human who believes that they're not shit in America is gonna t- t- bring those same beliefs to Africa and wherever they go from then on. Yeah, self awareness. Or, or, or. Somebody could be waiting for them in Africa to teach them how extraordinary they are. So I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All that I'm saying is that it shouldn't be that person's responsibility to teach them. They should be uh, available yeah. um, mentally, spiritually, however you want to say it, to believe that they are exceptional and extraordinary. Yeah. I definitely believe that. You just got to be self-aware with you like who you are before and going then, into that. Yeah. And then I do believe that people aren't given the freedoms due to uh, socioeconomics and, and, yeah. and environmental politics mm-hmm. yep. to be given the freedom, the time to believe that they are. Because it's like, yo, I got to eat right now. Like, I'm not thinking about me. My mother's starving. My little brother's starving. I got to go out here and do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so on. And it ha- doesn't have to be that drastic. It's just like, yo, I need some money. I can't look broke. Like, I got to get the new jazz. Yeah, you, you know, know what so I mean? on and so forth. So, but I think that, but it, that is all 
a hamster wheel of a cycle yeah. that never runs out. Mm-hmm. So until people decide to get off of that hamster wheel, it's like, yo, let me back all the way up and then let me learn and, and do that. So I believe that, yes, all children... And we got to rap soon. Uh, true. Uh, have to uh, be self-aware, but I think that brings me my point to OGs. That brings me to the point where there needs to be an accountability of those people who need to step up. Um, I believe that, you know, every generation represents something for the generation below us to be better for. You know what I'm saying? Like, back in, I'm not going to go decades, but back when you was in the, the, the mill, you know what I'm saying? You need hard work, hard work, get that money, put food on the table for your family. We ain't doing all that. After that, education. Let's let's go to college. Yeah. The the generation for that. Why are you doing all that? Are you trying to be a smart whatever? Like no, nah, you go back yeah. in this mill and do that. But college was a new thing. Now yeah, yeah. we're living in new ways where college is not what college is. You know what I'm saying? And the, and a degree don't mean anything. It's mm-hmm. all about becoming your own person, becoming your own self aware thing. So now we have to take what we've done and make it uh, a responsibility for the next generation to capitalize on that and become closer because we're only getting closer we're only getting more connected yeah. as we do this you yeah. know what I'm saying because when you was in the coal mine you would never had time for your family right. now to the times we trying to make we ain't trying to have no 9 to 5 and be what our family do what we want to do you know what I'm saying yeah. so I think with that being said as a community as a black community and we're, and usually this type of information would be excluded from us yeah. we will be at, we'll be at the, at the last at, at the last stop or the bus stop for this right. type of stuff so but now it, we're in a world where the money that you can get it doesn't see color you know what i'm saying it, you can get it any way you want there are certain ways certain avenues like trading like like coding you know what i'm saying there there are certain trades you know what i'm saying there are things that you could do that provide income and it doesn't really matter your color in, in, anymore okay. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like as the generations go forward and we find new ways of becoming successful, it's going to bring more awareness to yourself mm-hmm. and community and build it on to something more prosperous. Like, I feel like one day Beatty's Ford is going to look real great one day. But will the same people... Yeah. Well, 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 that's it. Well, see, and again, that's a different conversation that the black community needs to have about property. You know what I'm saying? So, but but that that it, that and that is a conversation that is happening. Like gentrification is something that we know now that we're trying to take advantage of. People back in the day used to be in those crack houses that had boards. They didn't know how much they cost now. Now they know, and there's and there's always going to be a boarded up house somewhere. So now instead of a some not us, not young who don't know, but the like again OGs, uh, older generations who have black skin and melanin understand what economics and things that they didn't know are going to do that, become the right OGs and teach the younger generation before us to start handling our business. So, again, as a 20-year-old, 22-year-old, I feel obligated where I need to understand financial literacy. I need to learn financial wealth. I need to understand all these things. And I know that it's advanced for who I am, but just my age group where I'm at, there's people who are not in that same position who hear what I say, and they're like, I feel that. I'm going to take my steps. It ain't going to be as big as yours, but I'm going to take the steps to be better in my transgression, in my life, to to get to that process. So it's levels. We just got to help each other. I just want to say, I rock with us because we went from OT to Africa. (laughs) (laughs) So with that being said, if you like what you heard, please subscribe to the Casual Convo podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Mm. Thank you for listening. That was great. Okay.